and welcome to season eight of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and each and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and sharing all kinds of things together. Our walk with Jesus, our insights, the lessons we are still learning, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. You can find out more information about all of our episodes at abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast and our last, our conclusion, our penultimate ladies, Woo-hoo. conclusion to our Advent series on Mary. And this week we are going to talk about Mary's mantle and just how she wraps us. She's our shield, how she wraps us in her mantle and how she protects us and desires um, us to take uh, her into our home, into our hearts. But before we start, Michelle, how is it going this week? What's What are you up to? You know, living the dream, living the dream. <laughs> what does that mean? By the time I don't what even know. Mean? By the time this mean? will air, will be in December. We are actually recording early, so we're in November. So right now it is beautiful, but like, like I mean, it can change on a dime, mm-hmm. y'all. So like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, like right now, I'm good. I'm really hoping that this Advent is an Advent that I rest in Mary's embrace and I rest in her mm-hmm. mantle. I'm ready for some quiet, which I know for some people, all they've had is quiet. You know, mm-hmm. that is not my experience. <laughs> um, so my house is like very lively. <laughs> Sister and I lead di- very different lives. <laughs> she's, like, do, yep. she's like, I've been really quiet. I'm like, I've been, I'll, been I'll by myself. Like, oh, come over, let's trade places. I, <laughs> I was like, I haven't had a thought to myself by myself. But yeah, so I'm just, Yeah. I'm hanging in there, mm-hmm. living the dream. Sister, how are you? Mm-hmm. I am I am doing well. And I just was going to say something about that and I forgot because that's like, oh, I was just going to make a comment about that. And now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, yes, this is it. I love that we're recording this early. And many times you know, in the past seasons, just because we've had all these different travel schedules and we're in three different time zones sometimes, we're recording as they, as they go. And sometimes we're getting down to the wire. But one of the beautiful blessings about just our time now is that we can record ahead of time. And I I'm really looking forward to Advent and spending the time having the weeks unfold with Mary. Mm-hmm. I think that this gift and the beautiful cards that you made, Michelle, and just this idea of Mary's unfolding heart, I I too can't wait. And just to see each week from her fiat to her womb, to her heart, now to her mantle of what she's going to do uh, this Advent season in each one of our hearts. So I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I'm excited that we're doing this. I'm glad we're not doing it down to the wire, even though there's something about that happens like in quote unquote real time, but mm-hmm. there's something timeless also. What mm-hmm. do you think, Heather? Yeah, the goal was to help for us to have space during the month of December because we know there's everybody experiences so many things in December whether it be with kids or family or just you know it's friends circumstances school finals like all of that kind of stuff we're like how can we just make space in a simple way during Advent so super mm-hmm. grateful 
So mm-hmm. great. I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So as we usually do, we've uh, chosen a scripture passage and and also a quote. And so we're going to talk about Our Lady of Guadalupe here and how she, you know, she her, such her sweet words to Juan Diego, which she says to, to all of us. But uh, our scripture passage is going to come from the Gospel of John, chapter 19. And this is where Jesus gives us his great gift of his mama. And so he, uh, I'll just actually going to read it to you, uh, verses 25 to 30. And uh, St. John says this, it says, standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into the disciple took her into his home. And the, the beautiful thing about that reality, and then I'm going to turn it over to the two of you, is that Pope Benedict, when he talked about this very scripture passage, he talks about how when when Jesus, you know, when, or when John takes Mary into his home, he said actually that the deeper meaning of that phrase means he took her into his very self. Mm. Like he received her into his heart, into the home of his heart. And so yes, he took her into his physical home and he protected her, he made a place for her, but he took her as a mother into his heart. And she, you know, he's the first priest, like he, she mothered him, she, he, he took her as his own mother. And that, that reality of what we've been speaking of really this entire Advent is, and I know you've said so beautifully, Heather, is that, you know, from Mary as a statue or Mary as an idea or Mary as what other people say about her to a, a Mary, a mother and a sister and somebody that I'm learning on the journey with and who's growing and who's, who's taking shape in my heart and who I'm knowing from heart to heart. So mm-hmm. what do you, uh, Heather, as we kind of open this discussion up of Mary's mantle, and we're going to talk about Juan Diego in a second, but just even at standing at the foot of the cross and that that the desire of Christ to, to give us you know, his most precious treasure, really, well, how is that for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, I have talked many times about my own mother and what a gift she is in my life. I would not be who I am without her. I don't think I would be close to Jesus or on a good path at all if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. I feel like her maternal love saved me over and over and over again, which was really God's love poured out through her. But I also have had spiritual mothers in my life that even though I had a good mother, there was still at moments things that other women were able to offer me. We always say, yeah, it takes a village to raise a child or whatever. But I've experienced that in my own life where other women have offered their maternal heart to me and it has been incredibly powerful in my life. And and for those of us who you're like, well, I don't have that or I haven't had that experience, but we have our lady here who we always talk about. We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, but I don't know if we press into that mm-hmm. the way that we should. You know, it seems difficult. It can be hard to raise our eyes from the natural to the supernatural, you know, but if we do believe what we say, what a beautiful treasure that we have right here. Like my mom always used to pray that Our Lady would wrap us in her mantle of protection. That was a prayer over us from when we were little babies, you know, and she Mm -hmm. still says that. We still pray like that. I pray that for my children, that Our Lady's mantle, you know, a mantle is like a cloak. You could just see the image of being wrapped up, safe, Mm -hmm. protected, protected from the 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 wind, the rain, the whatever that, that life deals us. So this gift of Our Lady and to be wrapped in her mantle of protection. Mm. Gosh, that just sounds like right for me right now. I'm like, doesn't that sound inviting? I just want to be wrapped up in a mantle. <laughs> Amen, I just girl. want to be wrapped up in a safe mm-hmm. mantle, a shelter. Mm-hmm. 
And, mm-hmm. and that's who she is for us. And that's what all women should be is a shelter for another person's mm-hmm. soul. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think we had, we've talked about before, but Edith Stein says that is what a woman is. A woman's soul is a shelter for other souls to unfold or to become. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, Heather, like um, wherever you are with your own biological mother, like, I mean, I credit my ability to pray with my mother. Mm-hmm. People are like, how'd you learn how to pray? I'm like, really osmosis mm-hmm. with my mother. But then you have other spiritual mothers, but also I think um, allowing even spiritual peers, you know, sisters yes. to mother you in ways to take care of you ways. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I told the story earlier, like at the beginning of COVID, just dealing with some certain things with children and it was just really challenging or whatever. And the Lord just brought me to a breaking point where I had to allow other people and sister came visit and I was a mess. I was like, all right. And I just had to allow her to take care of me, which is mm-hmm. not my usual mode of operation, but I just had to and allow other people to mother you in shapes or forms, whatever the Lord offers. And I often think of one of my favorite novels is um, The Secret Life of Bees by Sue Monk Kidd. And the little girl Lily loses her mother. And then she goes to live with a group of women, older black women, and this is during segregation. And these women teach her, like mother her in different ways, every single woman in a different way. And then mm-hmm. Mary is actually, they there's um, a Mary and a statue that is a really big part of the whole story also. But she always used to say, like, I always think of the movie too, because Queen Latifah was the main character, August, <sighs> in the movie. And she would oh, always tell good. Lily, the little girl says, you know, put your heart on Mary's heart. Mm-hmm. And when you start pulling back, put your heart on Mary's heart. And then you'll realize how you need to mother herself. Like you need to learn how to mother mm-hmm. yourself. But just allowing different women in our lives to mother and nurture us where we have not received that, you know, or we have not been given that. Yeah. Sister, what about you? I, I, that's so beautiful, both of you and that deep, the the deep receptivity of our heart to another. And when I was um, on my little retreat in Austin, I ended up going for a walk one day on this park and it's like a, I, I was I got in way more than I bargained for because it was Saturday morning and this park was packed with people like from all walks of life and there's just like the random nun going for a walk just minding your own business and there's people on bikes and just all kinds of stuff but there's this mother that I saw who had this little boy he had a little like a Care Bear helmet on and he was strapped to her chest and she was on a bike and it's like probably the first time he'd ever been on a bike and she was talking to him as she's riding the bike and the look on his face was one of like utter terror but like delight at the same time and she had her arm around him. I mean, he was strapped there, but she had her arm around him and she was riding the bike, talking to him at the same time. And they passed me a couple of times and I couldn't help but smile. It was just such a delightful mm-hmm. thing of this mama who clearly had, you know, like in a sense, a mantle, a custody of her child. Like he wasn't going to fall, but was also, you know, leading him on this epic adventure. And I just, I thought that was, she was smiling and he, you know, he was, he was like learning the ropes, but I just thought of like, that's how life is, isn't it? And, you know, many times Mary mm-hmm. is behind, so to speak, behind us. And we're not really sure, like, are we on this bike alone? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, am I, am I really, but that's, that's her promise, you know, her promise to us. And I, I love the beautiful quote that she, you know, the tenderness, which, which she speaks to our lady of Guadalupe, or she speaks to Juan Diego is the apparition of our lady of Guadalupe. And, you know, when he's troubled and, you know, he's troubled about his uncle, I believe, and he's trying to avoid her, which is so great. And I love how she just appears to him anyway. And she mm-hmm. says this, she says, hear me and understand well that nothing should frighten or grieve you. Let not your heart be disturbed. Do not fear that sickness nor any other sickness or anguish. Am I not here who am your mother? Are you not under my protection? Am I not your health? Are you not happily within my mantle? What else do you wish? Do not grieve nor be disturbed by anything. 
And I think that, you know, you, the, especially around, you know, as we journey from this part of Advent into Christmas of where, you know, Mary will swaddle Jesus and, and, she, and she'll, she'll hold him to her breast and she'll feed him and she'll nurture him. And I, like you're saying, Heather, I just want to be swaddled by her and just yeah, held mm-hmm. to her heart and just to rest there because that's the safest place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something that struck me about her as well when they lost Jesus, which is kind of funny. There's a lot of funny things about that, but it's like uh, they lost the Savior. That's interesting. Okay, but don't you find but that comforting? Me, like if they can lose Jesus, so can we. Like, yeah, I think we're yeah, all in this together. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's humanness yeah, like, there, yes, right? Okay. There's humanness. And it also speaks to me about like not... She's perfect and she did. <laughs> yeah, like not being a helicopter parent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and sometimes we feel that way about religion or about relationships like that, like you're talking about sister, there's a, there's a messiness to what goes on. And, and many of us think, well, I'm, I'm too messy, you know, for Mary, or I'm too messy for Jesus, for God, like my life isn't perfect. And they are human, you know, their, their humanness is what I think can attract us if we let ourselves understand that, that she comes to us and is not put off by, yeah, what is messy. And she has a lot to teach us in her humanness. Like even that aspect, I'm like, wow, she wasn't a helicopter parent. Like she, she let him go. She's going to let us go. We don't have to be in like this confined relationship Mm -hmm. where we feel like, oh, if I enter into a relationship with the saints and with our lady and with Jesus, where we lose all of our freedom, Mm. like we have freedom to go, but that she's there to be a safe place for us which is so incredibly important for all of us. And yeah, I think there's a a good point that you made, Michelle, that spiritual motherhood doesn't have to be with someone who's older, that there's, Mm -hmm. there's a maternal presence that we can offer each other. I had a friend just the other day say to me, Hey, do you want to talk soon? You've just been on my heart. I would love to Mm -hmm. just be a safe place for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, what a gift. Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't even know what she's saying to me Mm -hmm. right now. Like what an incredible gift. I was like, that's a maternity from someone who's younger than me. Mm Like that, that I was just like so drawn by and that, that is an incredible gift that we can offer one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you were saying about the mess, she is like, she is beautiful and she is pure and she is clean and she is undefiled, but she is so comfortable in the mess. Like that is just, I mean, hello. She rode on a donkey to, Be- you know, Bethlehem. She gave birth in a manger. That's not a sterile mm-hmm. environment. That's a messy mm-hmm. environment. She was at the foot of the cross. She watched her son, you know, be tortured. She was at the foot of the cross and was bloody and messy. Like mess is her, she's good in that. Like she is really good in the mess and she can remain pure, but she's comfortable in the mess to be there with us. And she hung out with the apostles who yeah. turned away and ran away and betrayed Seriously, her son yeah. and all of that. And she still hung mm. out with them. Yeah. yeah. She's <laughs> totally comfortable being, you know, part of the hot mess express. Like this is, you know, mm. what she is. And I just think to myself, like when you have someone like, and I even think about like, we're coming upon Christmas and giving birth in a manger, you know, we sing that song away in a manger and all that. And we look at the beautiful crash scenes and all this kind of stuff, but okay, y'all, she gave birth in a manger. And I was mm-hmm. thinking back to myself, like my first two children that I gave birth to, I did it naturally. If it was not for both of my midwives and my husband, I could not have done it. Like when you hit transition, when you're about to give birth, you know, and hit transition is the last part before you're about to start to push. It is the most excruciating pain you ever have imagined because mm-hmm. I did natural for both. And I remember thinking both times, 
I'm going to come out of my mind. I'm going to come out of my head. Like, and I remember with my first one, I, I looked at Chris. We went, he, I got back up. I was walking with Beth and I'm like, I can't do this. And he's like, baby, you don't have a choice. Like, this is going to happen. <laughs> you know? Thanks for your comforting and words. So he's like, you got to do it. You know? You're like, it's time for you to I go. Know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, but when I went there then, like you feel this, but then both of the women, I had both women doctors for us, their voice, their, you know, and I focused mm-hmm. on a picture of Mary on both hands. Like I was just focused on her. And then I got into this zone, you know, where I'm like, I can do this. And you're like, okay, this is what my body was created for. And there's something powerful about that. Like, mm-hmm. but just feeling Mary's presence, but having another woman's voice saying, okay, come on, you can do this. Push a little bit harder. Just breathe. Just do this. And I think we need those spiritual midwives in our life. Like you can get through mm-hmm. this. This is hard. Sometimes this is excruciating. You feel like you're going to lose your mind, but just mm-hmm. breathe, just breathe, you know, just, you know, inhale, exhale, ask the Holy Spirit oh, to come so in. Good. He is good in, you know, and one of my favorite authors is Madeline Engel. And she has this quote, it says, love takes the risk of birth all the time that mm-hmm. he wants to birth new things in us all the time, but it's a risk, you know, life is always a risk. So do we receive God's grace and respond with bearing life in our lives, even in the hard, you know? And do we trust our other maternal forces around us to be with us as we bear new life in our lives? Mm, so good. <sighs> That's so good. Say that again. Love takes the risk to, of what? Be, uh, love takes uh, love still takes the risk oh. of birth. <laughs> oh, I know. we should do a whole episode on that. I know. Oh my gosh. We love that on <laughs> <laughs> Well, gosh, and you think of... I think all of us right now in our life could think of several situations where we have a choice mm-hmm. to make a risk of letting something beautiful birth or not. Or like we were talking about in our last episode of shutting down a self-protection. And I'm not talking about abusive situations. I'm talking about like real authentic decisions that we could all make to risk birth, which is like you have both experienced in uh, the natural level is excruciatingly painful, <laughs> but so gloriously triumphant at the same time. Like, and that that's the journey of Mary, right? With Jesus to Calvary and into the resurrection. She's, she, uh, one of our, during one of the retreats that we do is a Paschal mystery retreat. And our founder has written several reflections, which he's taken from different saints, but of how, um, one saint just had the intuition that, you know, Jesus would have appeared to Mary first mm-hmm. and she would have like, you know, as you know, one of our friends says, like, she would have said, I knew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I knew it. I knew it. You know, I knew it. And I knew this wasn't the end and I knew it. And I, in the, in the book that mother Mary Francis, the cause of our joy, she talks about Mary's heart is a shield and how an arrow, the shields, they receive arrows because that's your, that's the defense mechanism is that, you know, when you block an arrow, it it penetrates your shield. And she said, Mary's heart is a shield. And so the, the arrows pierce her heart because she's the shield. And how often in our lives, ladies, do we experience in a very special way? Because as John Paul II says, we're experts in relationships. How many of us have taken a few arrows in relationships? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's been direct hits also, but it's also been for the benefit and the suffering and the grace won for somebody else where a new birth mm-hmm. has taken place. And that, ho, Nelly, like that's, you know, you know, like Sally Field says in Still Magnolias at the end when she buries her daughter and she's like, I was privileged when this beautiful creature came into my life and I was there when she mm-hmm. left, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I think that, 
I was giving a talk uh, a week ago and the topic was love. And I was like, oh gosh, what do you say? I mean, you could, t- <laughs> it's like, can you in 20 minutes say something important about love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just sing some songs. We got um, Tina Turner over there going mad at her. Yeah, right? I know, yeah, just yeah. Tina Turner and some legs. <laughs> you know. um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was like, what, yeah, what do you, what do you say like about love? And I was like, I think that for most of us, we haven't made love the priority in our life yet. This is what we were made for. This mm-hmm. is what we're made out of. Like love himself. We're made in the image of love himself. Mm. And have we really committed our lives to being like masters at the art of loving? And this is where I look to our lady and I'm like, she was a master. She was a master. Why would we not look to her and learn from her? Like in her humanity, she experienced incredible suffering And she would have had all the fear and all of the like unknowns and how do you do that? She had to keep saying yes. Like, yeah, we focus on her fiat, but that yes was like every day. Yes. She had to keep saying yes, keep staying open, not shut down, not run away, not take Jesus and wrap him up in her mantle and ditch like the whole plan. Like (laughs) she could have, he was a kid, like he would have to go with her, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. she, she could have done all of those things. She just kept saying yes. She suffered well. She suffered for love. Love was at the forefront of her mind. I'm like, she's a master at the art of loving. Like, is this a priority in my life truly? Or have I made other things a priority? Like, oh, I'm going to be great at school. I'm going to be great at parenting. I'm going to be great at being a wife or whatever. I'm going to be awesome on the on the parent education committee. Or like, what? Like, have, what about love? Like, is this really at the priority of our life Mm -hmm. to be a master there? Are we like complacent with letting ourselves be hurtful to other people, like yelling at people, harboring resentment, like all of that stuff. I look at our lady, I'm like, oh my gosh, how much do I need you in my life? A lot, because I need (laughs) a master to teach me the art Mm -hmm. of loving. And that's what I think, you know, she's a lot of things, but that's one of the things that she is to me. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking about earlier, In the movie The Secret Life of Bees, I found this quote when August, the older black woman, is talking to Lily, the little girl. And she takes, they're talking about Barry, and um, August says to Lily, give me your hand. And Lily says, I lifted my left hand and placed it on hers. She took it and pressed the flat of my palm up against my chest over my beating heart. She said, you don't have to put your hand on Mary's heart because she'd put her hand on Mary, the statue of Mary's heart earlier in the book. She said, you don't have to put your hand on Mary's heart to get strength and consolation and rescue and all the other things we need to get through this life. She said, you can place it right here on your own heart, your own heart. She kept the the pressure steady against my hand. All those times your father treated you mean, our lady was the voice in you that said, no, I will not bow down to this. I am Lily. I will not bow down. Whether you could hear the voice or not, she was there. And then she took my other hand and placed it on top of hers, and she moved her free hand on top of it, so we had the black and white stack of hands resting upon my chest. She said, when you're unsure of yourself, she said, when you start pulling back into doubt and small living, she's the one inside saying, get up from there and live like the glorious girl you are. She is the mother inside of you because she was the one that birthed Christ. Her hands stayed where they were, but released their pressure. And, and she looked at me and says, whatever is that keep that keeps you from widening your heart, that keeps widening your heart, that's Mary too. Not only the power inside of you, but the love. Don't stop widening your heart. And when you get down to it, she said, Lily, that's the only purpose grand enough for a human life, not just to love, but to persist 
in love. Mm. Amen. You know, and I think that's it. You know, like I think it would be very easy when the things happen in our life. You know, like we talked about in the podcast before, Mary's heart was pierced. She could have closed her heart. One of the beautiful devotions is the seven sorrows of Mary. She could have closed Mm -hmm. her heart, but she allowed the piercing and the knife to stay in, and she left her heart open so love can be poured out. She could have chosen bitterness, but she chose grace. You know, she chose openness. She chose vulnerability. And for each of us, we each have our own stories. We're things, places we've been hurt, but we Mm -hmm. have a choice. Do we want to persist in love or do we want to start planting seeds of bitterness? Mm-hmm. Because really, mm-hmm. if we do the latter, it just puts our, us in our own prison. You know, when we mm-hmm. close our heart, we put ourselves in basically self-isolation prison. Mm-hmm. And I think this Advent season, the Lord wants to birth something new in our heart. And maybe it's just opening a door that's been closed for a while in our heart that needs some fresh air and comes to the light. Oh, mm. mm. both of you, that's... Yes, so true and so inspiring and so uh, full of hope. And I just think, you know, we talk about excellence and love and we talk about the heart of a woman. And, and you know, when Jesus says, you seek first the kingdom, mm-hmm. you seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. Like you, and I just, you know, how often he, he calls our hearts back to him and saying, you look at me like, like a mama when she's trying to calm down her baby, like, look at me, look at mama, like, look here, you know. And Jesus and Mary are saying that to us. They're saying, you look here. You look here. You, you know, what it means to be human, what it means to love, what it means to heal, what it means to, you know, I just, you look here. You keep you you look here. And all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. And I, you so often people say like, what, you know, what, what, what do you want people say about you at the end of your life? Or what do you want on your tombstone or what, you know? And would it not be the best thing to have it etched in our tombstone on our hearts? She loved excellently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She loved, she wasn't perfect, Mm -mm. but she loved excellently. Amen. Mm. Yeah. And that's what Mary does. (laughs) That's what she teaches us. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's deep stuff. That's captivating. And Mm -hmm. so I guess. And our hope always is, you know, that like for us, that this conversation isn't just a conversation, but that Mm -hmm. it's actually something that we can take and ponder and turns into fruit. And we hope that for all of our listeners as well, that this season during Advent and even now, right at the end, in these last few days before Christmas, that you would take time to create space mm-hmm. for these relationships to grow, for love to be born again in our hearts. You mm-hmm. know, this is the hope for all of us. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Love born again in our hearts. It's, it's worth the risk, friends. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's worth it. So... Well, my dear friends, is this is the, our last episode before the new year, huh? It is. So I just want to say, holy cow, girl, season eight. It's been epic. My goodness. Mm-hmm. And we don't use that word lightly. It really has mm-hmm. been. So we just want to say, first of all, before we go into our one things, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for all of our listeners, all of our Patreon supporters, everybody who please just poured out their hearts on our Facebook page and on social media. We just, we have loved, emailed us. We have loved hearing from you. And we are just so grateful. And we just thank God for you this Christmas. Thank you so much for all your support. And we're just so grateful that you're meeting the Lord. That's really our deepest desire. People ask us all the time, you know, like, what's the best thing about your podcast? And you know, all of us say, we, we just want you to build community and meet the Lord. <laughs> That's all we want. So yeah. So first and foremost, thank you. And just, just thank you for a wonderful season. It's been a delight. Ladies, anything you want to add to that? 
Yeah, it's uh, we're so grateful to be on the journey with you. I'm just overwhelmed by the number of emails that we get from you just sharing stories and people who are like, I'm, I've been an atheist for years and I'm coming back to the church. I'm signing up for our CIA that you would just let us see the beauty of your own journey. I so appreciate that. Like as we share some of our journey that you also are sharing with us your journey. So thank you for your vulnerability and uh, just for allowing us to be with you on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to take a couple of weeks of a break with the podcast just to enjoy Christmas and all of that. But we will be back for the next season with our word of the year episode in early January. Anybody know the date? Mm, no, I don't. Who's <laughs> running the show? Like, where, where's the adult? I don't know. The adult. Channel, have, or, it'll be no like idea. January 4th or 11th, one of those. One of and you can check on our website and social media to see when we're coming back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so thanks, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, can I just say for my one, I've got two one things, but Misha or Heather, you talked about movies last time. And I, I one, and I think I've said this before in our podcast, but I just absolutely one of my favorite stories ever is Pride and Prejudice. I love that story. I watched the Kira Knightley version again recently. I love, I love Pride and Prejudice and I love the remake of Little Women. And so whatever version you like, whether it's the BBC version or the old version of Little Women, I just want to recommend to you ladies at some point this Christmas season, in that you sit down and watch Pride and Prejudice or Little Women or read the book together. I just those are such great stories about femininity mm. and the beauty and the brokenness and just the triumph of the feminine heart. And I absolutely love both of those stories. Me too. Mm-hmm. Good ones. Mm-hmm. Michelle, good. what about you? My I have a couple one things. You know, hey, it's the end of the year. We have to hit it all. So a couple of one things. One, I'll give a little sneak peek to our next season. We are doing the word of the year. Of course, we do a kickoff every um, January, what our word of the year is. Uh, January 4th, it will be actually. I just looked uh, it up. January 4th, she looked it up. Will be our January word of the year. 4th. But the episode after, we're having our good friend, Father Mike Schmidt, on the podcast woo, woo, woo. to yeah. do the year of the word. And he has a new podcast coming as I think it's out. It's already out. A new podcast that will be airing in January about learn, going through the Bible in a year. And so he will be doing a weekly, I mean, I think it's a daily podcast going through scripture. And I'm just so excited because I think that's something that we've had on our hearts. He is, Mm -hmm. but I really feel like we need a scriptural narrative now more than ever in our culture. And so the word of God, like we talked about before, we need to learn how to wield our sword of the spirit. So Mm -hmm. that is exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. And my second thing is not as holy, but it's good, is The Crown season four. And so (gasps) I'm waiting to watch it over the break. And so I have been on a royal, I've been sick, not COVID sick, but sick. So, but I've watched, they all know I watch, I don't like to watch TV. So, but I've watched more royal TV than you allow. So it is the crown and Mm -hmm. I'm totally fascinated with it. And so Mm -hmm. all the different things, but it just really made me think about even how they lead, you know, Queen Elizabeth, my heart goes out to her. Like she's very Mm -hmm. stoic and proper, but that's how she was raised on duty. And, and isn't that the truth? Once you know someone's story, you have so much more compassion Mm -hmm. for them. Like, but man, like she's been doing this a long time and she still Mm -hmm. does it with grace. And yeah, it's just interesting watching the whole story and the history and everything. And so, yes, that is my other one thing. Heather, what about you? Mm, Yes. One of my favorite songs this time of the year amongst, of course, all the Mm -hmm. Christmas songs, which I adore in my Michael Buble Christmas album, always good, is the song Noel by Lauren Daigle. 
I love that song. My kids love this song. It's just, it's powerful. It's beautiful. Written by Chris Tomlin. So we'll have that and all the other one things in the show Where notes. is my Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You? Why aren't you singing that to me? <laughs> Why are you not singing that to me, Heather? <laughs> Those oh. are the outtakes, friends. These oh. are the outtakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some dreams won't come true. <laughs> Seriously, it's just you and Mariah. That's all I need. She is seasoning with like, yeah, just sometimes just won't come true. So just get over it. Mm-hmm. See, this is the games that Michelle plays. She's like, wants to pull you in, push you away. She's like, no, I'm not going to cuddle you, but please sing me this sweet song. <laughs> yeah. come, oh. come on, girl. Come on. Oh. <laughs> It's been, it. Dude, it's been a long year. It's been a very. You could sing Mariah Carey to me. Come on. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll take anything I get. I know. It's been, this is the longest we have ever gone without seeing each it other. It is. It's hard. In the history of the world. In the history of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, wrap yeah. it up, sister. We're going downhill <laughs> quick. Please save us, sister. Oh, friends, we love you. We love you. We love you. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. And we just pray that the rest of the days of your Advent are just filled with beauty. May Mary wrap you and swaddle you in, in her mantle. May she keep you close in her heart. And may Christ be born again in your family and in your heart this Christmas season. So thank you for joining us. And until next season, season nine, we will be abiding together. God bless y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.